Have you ever heard the term eudaimonia? It is what we should all strive for, true vitality and flourishing in life. Not any one emotion, but beyond emotion, it's a combination of living with virtue and a deep focus on what you can control. This episode will remind us that we never truly know what is good or bad, and living with a full appreciation of this concept is eudaimonia. I want to get right into it because this is more of a short story than anything else, and I think it speaks for itself. But what I will say is we can learn from any connection we have in life. Anything or anyone, any experience can bring about valuable lessons. This is one of mine from football. Some people just know what it felt like on that day. I'll never forget, far too closely linked to my emotional centers that day that it was all over. 20 grown men sitting in a room, unwilling to gear down and shower up. Stuck sitting at stalls, no words, tears streaming. Walking out of that same room for the last time with garbage bags over our shoulders wearing the final tracksuit will be issued. When all of a sudden my now former teammate said, what do we do now that we are all civilians? A question I couldn't even begin to think of. That day felt like the beginning of the end. If being on a football field is the only thing keeping you from crazy, then when it's all over, it really feels like everything is over. At least a few, if not a hundred times a day, I would contemplate if I made the right decision or should have kept playing. It would drive me to the point where all I wanted to do was sleep, or get in my car and drive to the edge of the earth. I'm guessing it's common, or at least common among my circle, because we always joke, how is civilian life? Now to fully understand this, let's throw it back to age 14 in a visit with a psychologist when I was asked, do you feel like this all the time? I answered, the only time I don't is when I'm on a football field. Athletes know the cycle from a young age, work out, rest, eat, get back to business, over and over, striving to be the craftsman who stands out, stands out to coaches, teammates, colleges, scouts, and to fans. We make personal sacrifice after personal sacrifice for the game we love to raise our hands in glory if only for moments with our teammates. An immature pursuit of happiness, perhaps. No doubt I have a love-hate understanding of the world's most powerful game. This is highlighted by a message from my mentor, Uncle Mike, who played for the storied U of M under the great Bo Schembechler. In giving me advice for training camp, he said, it's normal to have a headache throughout camp. Your head will always hurt, except at the actual point of contact. All the pain goes away when you're actively hitting. Don't worry, that's normal. This is one of many snippets that led my mind to love and hate the craziness of this beautiful game. I played pretty much my whole life. It was all I ever wanted to do. So people are surprised when I say I don't care much for football watching, playing, or fantasy. It became about the last thing I wanted because I felt it would remind me of quitting too soon and everything else that goes along with the love-hate relationship. Most recently, I said I wouldn't watch Concussion Movie because it felt like it would bring back that sick-to-the-stomach feeling and implicit memories of my own head trauma. But one night, the pendulum swung to the love side, and so hesitantly, I watched. It's easy to look at the warriors in the film and think, my god, I will never let my children play football. I was only knocked out twice, that's not too bad, but what about the everyday grind of 1,400 practices and 175 games? How much an impact has that had on my brain and nervous system? Whatever the answer is, it was extremely tough to bear the film, each hit coming back like a fresh smack in the face, but some unexpected thoughts crept in to rival the upsetting feelings. Thoughts alluding to how fortunate or lucky I am and a lot of sympathy for those lives lost that were captured in the film. Not in a better them than me way. Heck, I may well have a lot going on in this head that I know that could come crashing down soon. And humbling, that is the part that makes living every day to the fullest that much easier now. For whatever reason, that day happened. 
and for the first time in my life, that day started to have a lot less of a depressing effect. The wives of many players who have felt the full negative force of the game, such as Taz Anderson, stress this love-hate relationship. We love the game so much. We built our life on it. The harder the hit, the more we like it. We have a grandson who plays. After seeing the movie, I should probably call his parents and say he shouldn't play anymore. But I can't. Isn't that awful? I'd rather roll the dice. Or Justin Strelzik's wife saying something that brought us so much joy and gave us a wonderful life. I don't think he could have changed it for the world, even today, knowing that he might end up that way. A lot of guys just wouldn't quit. But is it worth it? Clearly, there are two largely oppositional forces at play here. Nobody plays the game because it's safe. They play because they can't imagine themselves without it. I wasn't there, but from what I gather, back in the day, Aristotle referenced happiness or eudaimonia as what we might consider a final goal, encompassing a totality of vitality, not something gained or lost in minutes, hours, or sensations, but the ultimate measure in your final moments of how well you lived up to your full potential as a human being. For this reason, one cannot truly make any pronouncement about whether one has lived a eudaimonious life until the game is completely over. With this in mind, and the boys of fall out there on the gridiron, let's think of all the reasons why so many are willing to die for this game and the great things that it did for my brain. When we send our kids to play football, we expect their teachers to demonstrate head fake learning about life, learning, and leadership. Sure, they learn to throw, catch, and hit, but more importantly, it's the learning in the deepest sense about relational trust, self-sacrifice, goal setting, commitment, perseverance, and on and on. While I gave up on trying to play professionally, I know I gained more career capital from almost making it than if I had just done anything else in life. It is incredible how this game prepared me for a life of leadership and creativity by teaching me to worry solely about the process, not the results. Whenever something quote-unquote crazy happens in my life, people say things like, you always take things in stride, you're an emotional genius, or you're always so calm. I know now more than ever, this is a learned skill. If you have ever returned the season opening kickoff into the heart of 12 animals who trained as hard as they could for the past 11 months to be able to destroy you, then you know how to rise up to true challenge. An appreciation for change and resilience is embedded in the fact you must always have the greatest plan, all the while prepared for when one of your teammates or better yet 10 of them go down with injuries and you have to fill those spots. We like to say everyone has a great plan until they get punched in the face. A full understanding of what it means to learn is the most valuable asset of a football player, not only for studying mountainous playbooks, but also for receiving constant feedback and being expected to change immediately. Having the metacognition to understand strengths weaknesses, and next steps for yourself is the only way to get to the next level. Finally, observing coaches who give up on players and no longer correct them for doing something poorly reminded me that I need to seek relentless constructive criticism as early as possible to push me to be the best I can be in any field that I enter. Now this story may hit home with some who didn't play, but empathy can be tough when it is simply impossible to truly, actually put yourself in others' shoes. That said, some people just get it. Life is a series of games, and hopefully a long career, where sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you win, and so the pattern continues. Remember, results are determined not exclusively by your effort, but by a concoction of one part preparation, one part resiliency, two parts external factors, and a dash of what others try to do. The bottom line is this. 
If you love something deeply, and you can, you should do it. You should play. It is easy to think that this madness should be put to an end, and let's face it, we saw the extinction of Roman gladiators and perhaps the role of football will face the same fate one day. Before autopsy though, no one will know the physical souvenirs in my head, but I do know that the game made me the person I am today. And the question becomes, was it worth it? That's Eudaimonia.